well, I'm not going to go there. I got a message I feel on my heart tonight and um, see if I can get through it. Um, if you would turn with me to the book of Luke. I issued a request of Brother Jared Hilton today. He's been dreading the moment that I was going to make this announcement. I said, I want you to pray that God will give me a message quickly. How do I say it? Give me something quick and fast. He said, quick and fast. I said, yes. I said, I want him to give it to me quickly, and I want it to be a fast message. I said, now, if it's not a fast message and I get long-winded, that's your fault. God didn't hear your prayer. So I think that he's going to be looking at his watch, and if I start taking too long, if he starts running the aisles, it's not the Holy Ghost. He's just trying to cut me off tonight. No. No, it was actually my wife that heard the conversation, and she said, in his defense, she was going to just run the aisles tonight, so. She did, she did. I'm telling on her, she did. Hallelujah. So, it's all right for us to laugh, especially when you hear my title tonight. But I got a reason, I got a purpose in what I've got to say tonight. And I want to tell you, I'm encouraged and I'm excited about what God's doing. Brother Albritton has already referenced it. What a, what a powerful move of God we had here Sunday. For those of you who didn't hear, I think the final count was 17 visitors on Easter Sunday. Thank God for that. Come on, we can do better than that. Thank God for that. Um, we got to thinking... I know you, they went to the security cameras and counted. And I got to thinking about somebody that came in after the point when I told you to count. And so I think we actually ended up with a grand total of 73 Sunday. So, come on, we can do better than that. We got a lot to be thankful for, church. In the midst of COVID, in the midst of, of everything else. I think we got a lot to be thankful for, and um, and I'm excited, and uh, I, I don't mind telling you. I got to the church, and I, the message light was flashing on the phone, and I thought, I don't have time. I don't have time. It's been quite the week, as you can imagine, with everything that's going on, and um, on top of everything else, I, I'm, I'm trying to work it out where I can make a quick drive to Texas to be at the funeral of my first pastor I'll have to leave that funeral immediately and drive back home so I can be here for Sister Mays' funeral my pastor's funeral is Friday and uh, Friday afternoon and then I'll be driving back from Texas and get back here in time for the funeral Saturday for Sister Mays and then church on Sunday and then I get a text from Brother Stewart and he said could we do an meeting for the guys in Africa on Monday please please <laughs> please no 
it's so hard for me to tell people no. So I said, well, I, here's what I've got going on. And it would sure help me if you could wait a little while. So he was gracious. So I got that put off. Um, but, so I walk in, there's messages flashing. I thought, I'll catch them after church. I'm, I'm too busy right now. And then the phone starts ringing. Well, I'll catch the phone. I'm a slave to the phone. So I go to answer the phone. I'm so glad I did because a voice on the other end of the line begins to tell me, I want to know more about Pentecost, what it means. I, I, I want to make sure I know where your church is. I want to come visit your church. I want to know more about it. I said, well, I'll be glad to sit down and teach a Bible study. Would you really? I said, absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll set a time. We'll get this together. I want to teach you all about it. I want to know about it. I want to know about it. I'm telling you, church, I'm telling you, great things are taking place. Great things are taking place. The devil don't like it, but we don't care what the devil don't like. Now, wait, 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 let me change that. I do care what the devil doesn't like. I like it when he doesn't like something. Makes me want to do even more of it. All right, Luke chapter 6. Are you there yet? I've spent 20 minutes. Your prayer's already not answered, Brother Hilton, so. Too bad. Hallelujah. No, I hadn't started preaching, so it doesn't count. Luke chapter 6, verse 20. And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed be ye poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are ye that hunger now, for you shall be filled. Blessed, and I know I know most people pronounce this blessed. That's the old English pronunciation. It really is just blessed. That's what the word means. It's blessed. Blessed are ye when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from their company, and shall reproach you, and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Now listen to this. This is where I want you to start focusing. Verse 23, rejoice. I want to say rejoice. Rejoice ye in that day and leap for joy. He's wanting us to get excited about some things. He's not wanting us to be down in the mouth, depressed, Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. But woe unto you that are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe unto you that are full, for you shall hunger. Woe unto you that laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. That sounds like we're kind of ending on a negative note there, but we're going to turn this around before I'm done here. And I want to I try to preach, teach, talk something tonight about the last laugh. The last laugh. Woe unto you that laugh now. You may be laughing now, but situations are going to change. The way things are is not the way that they're going to continue to be. 
Well, hallelujah. Would you uh, put your Bibles down? Would you lift your hands, lift your voices? Let's ask the Lord to speak to us tonight. Let's ask God to talk to our hearts, everybody. Lord Jesus, I need you tonight. I ask you, Master, to help me, God. Lord Jesus, I pray you would do a work in this service. I ask you, oh my God, Lord, that you would use me tonight for your glory. Let me speak to your people, God. Lord God, I want my mouth to be your mouth. I want my words to be your words tonight. Use me, God. Lord God, I pray to speak to this congregation tonight. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Can we worship him together right now, everybody? Let's give God some praise, some honor for just a moment more. Can we do that? Come on, let's worship him. Oh, come on, let's worship him. Let's worship him. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I'm going to try. I'm going to try tonight to get to my point as quickly as I can. And I do feel this tonight. Amen. The scripture does declare that there is a time for everything under heaven. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verses 1 through 4 says this. To everything there is a season. To everything. Everyone say everything. To everything there is a season. And a time to every purpose under the heaven. Uh Uh-huh. Time to, be a born, time to be born, time to die, time to, die. Time to plant, yes. time to pluck up that which is planted, yeah. a time to kill, right. a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, yes. a time to weep. There is a time to weep and a time to laugh, but there is a time to laugh, a time to mourn, there's a time to mourn, a time to dance. and there's a time to dance. Now, Jesus said there is a time to for laughter. Amen. I'm not going to try tonight. We're not going to talk about comedy. I'm not here to tell you jokes tonight. We're going to talk about a different kind of laughter. If you'll just bear with me for a few moments, I want to try to show you that I believe that now is the time for laughter. Praise God. Amen. I want to tell you a story here just for a moment. It is a story that comes from Jewish tradition. Now, the story is told of a group of rabbis who were uh, walking to Jerusalem after the destruction of the temple. And as they reached a certain point, uh, they were able to see the site where the temple uh, once stood. And as they saw what once was their holy place of worship and now was just a pile of rubble Uh, three of these rabbis three of the four began to tear their garments and began to mourn and and then they got closer they started up the temple mount and all of a sudden they saw a fox uh, dart 
out from the spot where the Holy of Holies had once stood. And when they saw that, they could contain themselves no longer, and they began to weep. But there was one rabbi among the four, a rabbi by the name of Avika. And Rabbi Avika, while the other three are crying, Rabbi Avika starts to laugh. And these three rabbis look at him and they said, Avika, you'll never cease to amaze us. We are crying and you laugh. Rabbi Avika responded and said, and you, why are you crying? The rabbi said, what? Shall we not weep? This is the place about which scripture states that the stranger who draws close shall die. And yet it's become a den of foxes. Indeed, they said, this is a fulfillment of Lamentations 5.18 where the scripture says Mount Zion lies desolate and foxes prowl over it. And then Rabbi Avika answered, and said, this is exactly why I laugh. For just as we have seen the prophecies of Jerusalem's destruction come to pass, so too know we that the prophecies of her future consolation shall also be fulfilled. I laugh because I remember the verses that say old men and old women will once again sit in the streets of Jerusalem each with his staff in his hand because of advanced age and the streets of the city will be filled with boys and girls playing in its streets. He said the Holy One has declared that just as the first prophecies have been fulfilled so shall the latter. I am joyous that the first already have come to pass for the latter shall be fulfilled in the future. Hallelujah. I'm laughing not at the destruction but I'm laughing because I know that means the same God that brought that to pass is about to have something greater happen to us. Oh, I feel this tonight. Amen. That rabbi had a right perspective. We can sit around and mourn about what happened. We can look at the past and cry about what we've lost. Or we can say, all right, God, you told us it was coming, but you also told us you're going to restore the years. You also told us you're going to send a revival. You also told us you're going to add to the church. God, we've seen the first part, but we're ready now and we can rejoice as you bring in the, the, the fulfillment of the latter promises hallelujah I think we need to get the kind of attitude that Rabbi Havika had the same God that allowed the destruction is the God who's going to bring about the restoration. Hallelujah. And that's why I say, church, this is the time to laugh. 
it's time to laugh at all the doubts that tried to come, amen, and make us believe we weren't going to have revival. It's time to laugh at all the lies that plagued our mind and said it'll never happen. It's time to laugh at all the confusion that's tried to come against us, all the division that's tried to divide us. It's time to laugh at every devil that stuck its ugly head up and tried to stop it. I'm here to say, I see a fox running out. I'm telling you, I believe, I believe the promises are coming to pass. Oh, hallelujah. Now, you know, you know, when we talk about laughing, we've got to understand the right way and the wrong way to laugh. How many times have you watched somebody do something and you start laughing and then you find out you've hurt their feelings? And the way you try to smooth things over is by saying, now listen, I wasn't laughing at you. What? I'm laughing with you, right? Well, there really is a difference between laughing at somebody or something and laughing with them. Now, look, I, this may be a perspective you may have never considered, but I want you to at least give this consideration tonight. I want you to think about something for a minute. Turn in your Bibles to the book of Genesis, chapter 17. Genesis chapter 17. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 17. Start reading in verse 1. And when Abram was 90 years old and nine. So Abram's 99 years old. The Lord appeared to Abram. God appeared to him. And said unto him. And he said. I am the almighty God. Yeah. Walk before me right. and be thou perfect. Right. And I will make my covenant between I'm thee make and thee. Covenant, yeah. And will multiply thee exceedingly. Yeah. And Abram fell on and his Abram face. Abram fell on his face. God talked with him, yeah. saying, As for me, behold, my covenant, my covenant is, with, is with you, Abram. Thou shalt be a father of many nations. Are going to be the father of many nations. Neither shall thy name anymore be called Abram. Yeah, your name's not name going to be called be Abram, Abram anymore. Abraham. It's going to be Abraham. For the father of many nations have I made thee. Yes. And I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of and thee. And many nations. Now he's 99 years old. Amen. 99 years old. And all of a sudden God says, you're going to start bringing forth children. At 99, this is all going to happen. Read. And kings shall come out of thee. Kings are going to come out. I will establish my covenant between me and thee. Uh -huh. and I seed after thee and their generations for an everlasting covenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so this promise goes on. Let's skip on down now. Go down to verse number 17. And let's see how Abraham responded to the promise. Then Abraham, then fell, Abraham on fell on his face. And laughed. And he did what? Laughed. He laughed. Abraham laughed. 
When God made a promise, Abraham laughed. And he said, And he said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? Yeah, see, it hadn't happened yet. And so he knows if it's going to happen, it's going to take nine months. I'm going to turn a hundred by that time. You're, you're telling me I'm going to be a hundred? Shall and Sarah, Sarah 90 years will old, be 90 by that time? And she's going to have a child at 90 and me 100? And Abraham laughed. He laughed. Now, let's go to the next chapter. God shows up again in the very next chapter. Genesis chapter 18, start with verse 9. They said unto him, Where is Sarah thy Where's wife? Where is Sarah your wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. Uh-huh. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. Sarah will have a son. And Sarah heard it Sarah in the tent door. In the tent door. behind him. Yeah. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. Uh-huh. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of woman. Yeah. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself. Sarah! Did what? Laughed. Abraham laughed, and Sarah laughed. I mean, that is does sound kind of funny, right? Right? I mean, Abraham hears it. Sarah hears it. Both of them laughed. Now, Sarah laughs within herself, saying, after I'm waxed After old, I'm waxed old. pleasure, my Lord also being old also. Uh-huh. And the Lord said unto Abraham. And the Lord said to Abraham. Wherefore did Sarah laugh? Why did Sarah? Now, God didn't ask this about Abraham. He didn't ask Abraham, why are you laughing? But he asked Sarah why she's laughing. Or he asked Abraham why Sarah was laughing. Read. Saying, shall I of surety bear a child? Which am old? Uh huh. Is anything is too, anything hard, too for hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return. I unto will thee. return unto According thee to the time of life. Uh huh. Sarah shall have a son. Right. Then Sarah denied, Sarah denied, saying, "I laughed." She not, said, "I didn't laugh." For she was afraid. She was afraid. And he said, "Nay." And God said, "Oh no!" But thou didn't. You laugh. did laugh. So when Sarah laughed, she was reprimanded. When Abraham laughed, he was blessed. Why? What's the difference? Well, I submit to you, I think it's very possible it was the attitude behind the laughter. I think it's very possible that Sarah laughed at the promise, but Abraham was laughing with the promise. Sarah thought this is ridiculous. This is stupid. This is ignorant. This can't ever happen. This is just too much to believe. She's laughing at it. But Abraham said, a son? You mean I'm going to have a son? What joyous thought. He got so happy. He was rejoicing at the thought of the promise that was coming. You say, I don't know if that's true or not. Well, listen to what Jesus said. John chapter 8, verse 56. 
Your father, Your father Abraham, Abraham rejoiced, rejoiced to, to see my day. And he saw it and, was, and glad. was glad. I wonder when it was Abraham saw his day. I wonder if it's when God said you're going to have a son and kings are going to come out of your loins. I'm telling you, I think Abraham caught a vision at that moment. There's something special going on here. There's something great going on here. And it was so exciting, Brother Nelson. He wasn't laughing at the promise. He was laughing with the promise. I know I've been barren until now. I know it hasn't happened until now. I know I got 99 years of history behind me. I can look at those 99 years and cry about what hasn't happened or I can listen to what God's saying right now and I can get happy because it's about to happen. See, here's what Paul said about Abram. Romans chapter 4, verses 19 to 21. And being not weak in faith. He was not weak in faith. He considered not his he own body He did not consider dead. his own body now dead. And when he was about 100 years when old. When he was about 100 years old. Neither yet the He was not even Sarah's considering womb. the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not. And he staggered not. At the promises of God. Are you hearing me tonight? Are you hearing me tonight? Abraham wasn't laughing at the promise. He wasn't staggering. When God looked at that 99-year-old man and said, I'm going to give you a son, but not just a son. There are nations that are going to come out of you. There are kings and rulers that are going to be produced by you. I'm telling you, that 99-year-old man never staggered. He said, if God said it, I don't care about the past. I don't care how many years of history show back. It's all changing right now because God said it. And there's something about the excitement of his absolute genuine faith that caused Abraham to just laugh. Well, hallelujah. I wish some of you tonight would get so excited at the promises of God. You'd quit looking at the negatives. You'd forget about what hasn't been. You'd quit saying, I've heard it and heard it and heard it and it hadn't happened. I don't care about all that. I know what God said and I know what he's saying tonight and I know what he put on my heart today and I'm telling you, I feel like laughing tonight. I feel like laughing in the face of the devil. You've tried hard, devil. You gave it your best. But hang on. Isaac's in the womb. <laughs> Isaac's in the womb. <laughs> Woo! There's a promise coming. There's a promise coming. There's a promise. Come on, somebody. Come on, Brother Jared. There's a promise. There's a promise. And I like this. We know that, you know, Sarah ended up changing her mind. And I've talked about it. I've, I've, I've preached about it. I don't have time tonight to get into it all. Uh, I, I don't have time 
But the Bible says that somewhere along the way, Sarah judged him faithful who had promised. Somewhere along the way, Sarah quit looking at her husband, at herself, at the past, and she started looking at the God who made the promise. And she said, he's faithful. And if he said it, it's going to happen. And you know what I like? Brother Auburn, you know what I like about all this? Go to chapter 21 when this baby's finally born. And, and, and verse number one, I want you to, I want you to start reading. Amen. She had faith. Somewhere along the way, she changed her mind about it. And here's what I like. Read, read. This is Genesis 21. Start reading for me. And the Lord visited. The Lord visited. Sarah the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. And the Lord, and did, the Lord Sarah. did to Sarah as he had. Oh, come on, somebody. God did exactly what he promised he would do. God kept his, oh, I feel this tonight. I feel this so strong tonight. God did exactly what he said he was going to do. Read, 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 read. For Sarah conceived conceived. and bare Abraham a son in his old age. Mm -hmm. And at the set time which God had spoken to him. Yes! Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. And, and... They called his name Isaac. Read. And Abraham circumcised Abraham his son, circumcised his son Isaac, Isaac being eight days old. As God had commanded, God had commanded him. him. And Abraham, Abraham was a hundred years, years old when his son Isaac, when was, born Isaac unto him. was born unto him. And Sarah, and Sarah said, said, God hath made me to laugh. God has made me to laugh. So that all that hear, so that everybody that hears is gonna laugh with me. Read. And she said, "Who said, would have said unto Abraham, have said to Abraham that Sarah should have given children suck?" For I have born him a son in his old age. Now listen, listen. I'm going to tell you, this is the deal. She said, she said, God's made me laugh. And everybody that sees is going to laugh. And so she named him Isaac, which means laughter. That's what Isaac means. Laughter. <laughs> yeah, at one time I laughed at the promise. But somewhere along the way, I changed my perspective. And now I'm laughing with the promise. And I'm shaking this baby in the face of the devil. You see this devil? 90 years I waited for this baby. But he's here now. And he's mine. It's been worth the wait. It's been worth the shame. It's been worth it. You, you don't understand, because we are 21st century Americans. We don't understand what Sarah endured. We don't understand the shame and disgrace and mocking everywhere she went for for 89 years for sure. Now once she started showing, of course they probably thought then she had some dread disease. It wasn't a pregnancy. 
But I'm telling you, for at least those 89 years, everywhere she went, and they asked about her children, she'd hang her head in embarrassment because in those days, it was considered a shame. In fact, they said, they said, the common thought among the people was, if a woman did not have children, she was cursed by God. And they would throw that in the woman's face. And so for 89 years, she'd been laughed at. But when she finally had that baby, she said, laugh at this. <laughs> she got the last laugh. She got the last laugh. She got the last laugh. Let's laugh at this. I've waited. I'm telling I just feel like saying to somebody, there's a whole lot of folks out there that never believed that this church would see revival. They never believed. They're still saying it's not going to happen. I'm saying, hang on. Hang on. I feel a baby kicking. I feel little Isaac. I'm telling you, we're going to get the last laugh. Woo! Come on, let's praise the Lord. Let's praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, church, I, I've got a lot more verses I can read. I got a lot more. I can tell you there's a whole lot more in this book that I could talk to you about tonight. Amen. Amen. But I just want you to know tonight, amen, that, that it's time for us. It's time for us to enjoy a little laughter. It's time for us to recognize, amen, that God, God is not finished. Amen. The last laugh is still on its way. It's coming. Amen. The promise is about to be fulfilled. Everything that's taken place, I feel like that. That phone call tonight was just confirmation that I was on the right track with what I was preaching to this church. I'm telling you, God's stirring people all around this metropolitan area. God's stirring people up. Ah, go ahead, devil. You tried. You did your best. But I know who's going to get the last laugh. Help me, Jesus. I read in my text, Luke 6 and 25. Read that for me. I'm, I don't think I'm going to read all the rest of these verses I got here. I got a bunch. I'm not going to try to go there tonight. But give me just a couple more minutes. Luke 6.25 says this. Woe unto you that are full, yeah. for ye shall hunger. Yeah. Woe unto you that laugh now, uh -huh. for ye shall mourn and weep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now see, we ended that scripture reading with that, and I said it sounds negative. But what you may have glossed over as we were reading the text, you may not have noticed 
that this is said in verse 25, you that laugh now are going to mourn and weep. But you may not have noticed that just a few verses earlier, he'd already made another statement. We did read it, but we'll read it again so you can catch it now. Verse 21 says this. Blessed are ye that hunger now, for ye shall be filled. Uh Uh-huh, and... Blessed, Blessed are, are ye that, ye that now, weep now, for, ye shall for laugh. you shall laugh. See, he's already made a promise. He said, there are those that are laughing now, but the tables are going to turn. There are those, there are those that have had their heyday making fun, making their attacks and saying what they wanted to say. And Jesus said, just let them laugh. Because one day, one day, it's all going to be reversed. One day, it's going to be a different story. And those that are laughing now are going to be weeping. But I want you to know, those that have, those of you that have wept through all of the struggles and through all of the trials, those of you that have spent the nights praying, those of you that have spent the days fasting, those of you that have been reaching out and making contacts, listen, I know you've been weeping now. But listen to me, the day's coming. The day's coming. Your weeping is going to be turned into laughter. You just wait until every pew is full. You just wait until we got to pull down every one of these ropes. You just wait until we have to start bringing chairs up. Go ahead and doubt it, devil. You laugh now, but I know who's going to get the last laugh. How much time do I have here? I got a couple minutes. I got a couple minutes. You know the story of Jairus' daughter? We, we, we know what happened there, but you know, there's one little part of this that, again, sometimes we kind of overlook. So let me, let, me, let me throw this out for you. Go over to Matthew chapter 9 and uh, start with verse 23. And when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the minstrels and the people making a noise. Now they're weeping. They're, 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 they're throwing, a, throwing quite a pitiful show there, you know. Putting on shows, what they're doing. They're, they were professional mourners. They actually had those in those days. Uh, you know, people that had money, they would hire actors to come in and, and put on a show to weep and cry. And the more of the, of the pretend weeping and crying that went on, then that was the more that, that it portrayed the love you had for the one that passed away. So they had all these professional actors in here pretending to cry over the death of this girl. And so they're weeping, they're crying, and then Jesus walks in, verse 24. He said unto and them, he said to them, Give place, give place. For the maid is not she's dead, not dead, but, sleeping. but she sleeps. And what happened? And they, laughed, and him they to scorn. laughed him to scorn. Did you ever notice that? They started laughing at Jesus. But let me tell you, within just a few minutes' time, 
He gets them out of the room. He walks over to the bed. He says to her, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. He takes her by the hand. She gets up off that bed. I'm telling you, when she walks out of that room, those people that had been laughing at Jesus, I wonder who's laughing now. I just got a feeling, if nothing else, Jesus sure had a big grin on his face when he walked out of the door and that little girl is leading him by the hand. Who's laughing now? Listen, I'm telling you, that's the way it's been for the truth church. And they've laughed. Oh, it's dead. It's hopeless. You hang on, honey, because Jesus has walked into the house. And we're not dead. We may have been asleep for a little while, but we're not dead. And I can hear his voice. Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Oh, Jesus. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I could go through so many, so many scriptures, but this, you know, there's an old, old proverb that he who laughs last, laughs best. You ever heard that? He who laughs last, laughs best. In other words, you better be careful laughing because the tables may turn. And it's the one that gets the last laugh who has the best laugh. Hallelujah. Do you know that's not just a proverb? You know that's really a biblical principle. It's a constant promise that God will give his people the last laugh. That's right. Go, let's, let's skip over a little bit here. Let's go down to Job chapter 8. And uh, read verses 19 to 21 for me. Behold, this is the joy of his way, and out of the earth shall others grow. Behold, God will, Behold not, God cast away will not cast away a perfect, a perfect man. man. Neither will he help, Neither will he help evil doers. Now listen to this. Till he, Til he fill thy mouth with, thy mouth with laughing. And thy lips, and with, thy rejoicing. lips with rejoicing. That's his promise. That's his promise. Go to Psalm 126. Start reading for me. Verse 1. When the Lord turned, the Lord again, the, again, turned the again the captivity of Zion, we were like them we that dreamed. Like them that dreamed. Then was our mouth filled our mouth with laughter. Was filled with laughter. And our tongue, and was, our singing. tongue was singing. Then said they then among said the heathen, they among the, heathen the, Lord have done great things for them. God's done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us. Yes. Whereof we are glad. Yes. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Listen to verse 5. They that they sow that sow in tears shall reap, shall reap in joy. 
He that goeth forth, he and, that weepeth, goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious bearing seed, shall doubtless, shall doubtless wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, shall doubtless, shall doubtless, shall doubtless, shall doubtless, come on somebody, get a hold of it, every card you've handed out, every phone call you've made, every door you've knocked, every person you've talked to, shall doubtless, come again with rejoicing bringing, bringing his sheaves with him oh hallelujah let me give you just one more and I close Nehemiah 8 and 10 then said he unto them go your way go your way eat the fat Drink the, sweet, Drink the sweet and send portions unto them yeah. for whom nothing is prepared. Yeah. For this day, this is, day holy is holy unto the Lord. Neither, neither be ye be sorry, sorry for the joy because of the Lord is your strength. This is not the time to weep now. The time of weeping's over. The joy of the Lord is your strength. True church. God wants to give us some strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Let's stand tonight. Come on, let's lift our hands to the Lord. Come on, somebody. I came to tell you, the long night is ending. The sun's coming up. Morning's breaking. Dawn is spreading across the sky. It's time to dry your tears. There's a time to weep, but there's a time to laugh. And I think it's time for us to laugh with the promises that God is keeping in our midst. Does anybody believe that tonight? Does anybody believe God is fulfilling his promises in the midst of his people right now? Come on, let's love him. Let's thank him right now. Come on, can you look past the rubble of whatever disaster you've been dealing with? And can you see? Can you see? Do you see a glimmer there, Brother Jaheem? Can you see a little glimmer of hope right there? It's not hopeless like the devil wants you to believe it is. It's not over. Even when Lazarus has been in the grave four days, it's not over. It's not over. It's not over. I'm preaching to all of us tonight. God wants us to rejoice in His promises. It's victory time. It's victory time.
It's victory time. It's revival time. Let's gather around. Come on. I think we ought to spend some time rejoicing in the promises of God. I think we ought to let him know we believe every word he's spoken. It's going to happen. It's going to come to pass. Come on, let's love him. Let's thank him tonight. <laughs>